0: This is episode five of the uh, Porsche Podcast, uh, a typical Brit and an atypical Indian, hosted by George Taylor and yours truly, Baba Dada car George is in Copenhagen, right?
1: I'm in the suburbs of Denmark, but as, as close as you can get to Copenhagen without really being there.
0: And I am in a rather sweltering and humid Shillong city, which is very... surprising. So, yeah, it's supposed to be the, uh, the coolest... Um, Capital city in the country, be in the country, but you know, thanks to global warming. I, I was
1: joking. I assumed it would always be sweltering, but sure, no. it's all relative, right?
0: <laughs> have I not? Have I not? I mentioned to you about the the the, the place that I come from, the and the, uh,
1: the Scotland, the Scotland of India,
0: and the Scotland of the East, the, the East, the, the east Scotland of the world. East,
1: Stephen. Wow, yeah, the
0: East of the world.
1: So everyone's got really high cholesterol, drinks iron brew, quite aggressive in pubs. yeah sounds right
0: yeah it's yeah it's, it's it's something like that
1: yeah so um I'm,
0: i want to tell you about my my trip to uh, the eastern city of calcutta uh city mm-hmm. of 14 or 15 million maybe. where
1: is calcutta in the country
0: it's in the east of the country it's the um the biggest metro city in the eastern part of the country so
1: um is it on the coast or is it up where you border Bangladesh would be the closest east border, No, it's no,
0: it's 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 on the coast because they uh, do have a sea yeah. called the Bay of Bengal. I hope I got I have that correct. Anyway, so I was there, George, for a rather important meeting, and I had a, I had a meeting at half ten in the morning, and I got up, you know, because I was staying in a in, in a really nice um hotel room, right. So, so I said get up at uh, seven o'clock, right, this is seven in the morning, do my morning uh, routine, and. I'm out of my routine. What's your routine, but I drink three glasses of water. Okay. Good. Then I go to the bathroom and I and I and I shower. So well, you have
1: to after three glasses of water. Yeah. not a camel.
0: So no no this is this is where the three glasses of water is <laughs> is, is a huge factor in the story. So I Okay,
1: I'll let you go. go yeah. On. So the uh,
0: the the, meet, the meeting is a rather important one. It's uh it's for my US um, visa interview so I need to be there at Mm -hmm. uh, half 10 right and it's very strict from what I've you know from what I've been told so I so 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 I get out of the the room at quarter to nine and I try and book an Uber and usually it's you know it's the driver is three or four minutes away but so I check my Uber and it's it says that the driver is 22 minutes away and I panic for a bit and I and I and I cancel him right and I tell one of the I request one of the um, uh, guards who, uh, one of the guards who, who is uh, guarding the uh, the hotel to kind of hail a cab for me, which he does, but five and yeah. seven, five and seven minutes go by, and um you know no success whatsoever. So I try and book another Uber. uh this one says it's fifteen minutes away, and I give him you know I give him a call just to confirm uh because the car's not moving, and he says yeah he, he assures me that he would be there in fifteen minutes fifteen minutes, right? Another five minutes go by. And nothing because I can see on the on the uber app that the uh the car has stood still, and um yeah I'm guessing it's the, the ridiculous uh morning traffic has had a say anyway, so yeah luckily uh I hear a cab by myself and I get in again uh, in the cab, and I can feel that I really need to pee. but i but um I put on Google Map and it says that i you know if if we move oh. at if we move without stopping, I'll be there 1029. So, you know, so we, and we move and we're weaving past traffic in ways that <laughs> George, you will never be able to imagine. Like, we yeah.
1: are. Well, I, I can imagine it, but I don't want to ever be a part of it.
0: Cause I, I offered the, the taxi driver an extra hundred rupees, which is the equivalent of like a pound and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got, if you, you know, if you got there, uh, you know, got me to the to the destination on time, or at least you know a couple of minutes before uh, before half ten. How much?
1: How much would a normal an Uber fare like that cost? If you're giving him a tip of that much, how much would the fare be? So,
0: so the, because the distance was was at least ten kilometers, mm. uh, the Uber fare, uh, at, if I remember correctly, was supposed to have been. Three hundred sixty-two rupees, which is about four pounds. Okay. Anyway, right. so yeah, yes, okay. and this taxi driver asked me for four hundred rupees, which is you know four and a half pounds, really. And I told him I would give him five hundred rupees, like an extra hundred rupees, if he got, if he drove as fast as he could, and got me there on time. Yeah. Which, which he did. <laughs> you know, the moment I told him that you know an extra hundred rupees was waiting for him, he weaved past traffic George. and didn't really care anymore. Um, yeah, we found
1: another gear in the car
0: because because buses were you know were, were crossing from all sides. There was no sort of semblance of of even you know following any <laughs> rules on the street. And I was and I thought of you. I was like, this would make a really good story for you know for, <laughs> for a podcast because we're making. It a you really need
1: to journey. buy a GoPro, one of those head cameras, who could just live stream <laughs> your journeys <laughs> on the road.
0: So 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 we're moving, George, and I realized that I really need to have a Wii. Okay, it's it's.
1: Because you were scared.
0: No, because this is after drinking three and sorry, yeah. three glasses of water, right? Like the equivalent of a, of a liter and a half. And we're 10 minutes away and we're, and we're keeping time, a minute or two give and take each way. Like, you know, as, as far as Google Maps is concerned, I would be there, you know, at either 10.29 or 10.32, whatever, right? And I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make this on time. So the, the driver stops and he, go, and he says, and he points, uh, he points to, a, um, to a shack or, um, you know, a, a very dilapidated house on the side of the road. He says, you know, go there, right? I, 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 I could see that there was another man who was being on the wall. So I was like, let me just go there. Um, the wall was a bit too in the open, a bit too dirty for me to even try and have a wee. So I tried to enter, I tried to knock on a door, the door that the driver had pointed at, right? I was like, you know, uh, in very broken Hindi and ext- an extremely horrible Bengali. I asked the, the, the person who was there if I could have a wee. Um, he looks at me and abuses me because apparently oh, no. it was the um, the resting place of a well-known uh, Hindu saint. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Why did he tell you to go there then? I don't know. Or was know. he just pointing it out as a, an important place
0: you yeah, know my, my you know the fact that we spoke different languages could have contributed did the dr-
1: did the driver speak the same language as you no he
0: spoke extremely uh cross bengali and he was abusing he was just cursing throughout the the journey right because he, just to, get, <laughs> he just to get there on time <laughs> and oh, so i right. go there and i really need to have a wee judge uh he steered I'm guessing the caretaker of, the, of, you know, the resting place of this Hindu saint, whatever, shouts at me. Yeah. And he goes, this is, you know, this is, I, I, I could understand his, you know, the, the Hindi, whatever, it was, it, was, it was full of cuss words. He was like, you know, get the hell out of here. Yeah. And, yeah, it, so that could have been me starting World oh. War II. Oh man, you could have, you should have
1: pointed out that someone else was peeing against the wall. You could you were just asking for the bathroom, right? You're fine. You're very respectful.
0: So I got into the car again and we drove, because again, you know, but then I had to really have a wee, right? So it's I'm yeah. um, so we're five minutes away from the from the um uh the American Consular General, right, where the interview was gonna uh, take place. So I get out of the car, I go to a um to a petrol pump, right, and f- finally, but but yeah, but but then three or four minutes had been wasted trying to find the place, right, and then and, and then me having a week. Yeah, we. I mean, eventually we got there, but not on time. But things went well, whatever you know, yada yada yada. So, so that was a good thing. But yeah, the, the uh, I could have been responsible for a, for a ride or two. Imagine if I'd you know just. Whipped it out and then, I had a wee. <laughs> the headlines would have yeah, been. I mean,
1: it's not great form, is it?
0: Headlines would have been okay, Uh because I come from a you know, um, northeastern Christian background. It would have been non-Hindu slash Christian boy, peas on the resting. Place slash
1: away. being the appropriate term.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. But but yeah. So when when, when it was all said and done. I was very thankful that I was able to control my bladder for at least
1: five more minutes. That's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they had a nice, nice facilities in the consulate.
0: No, but then you, we had to wait in line outside. Like I was very, I was, I was very thankful that the petrol pump was, was available for me to, that they had a toilet in the first place, right? Because usually it it was a wall that you had to, you know, try your best. Wow yeah how was I, your visa yeah that was good yeah i'm supposed to um collect it you know in a you uh, know i hope i'm guessing in a week and a half or so
1: what's the normal process if you're from india and you want to travel oh, to the us it's, i
0: mean, I mean it's, it's it's ridiculous george so the fact that we can only have you have, been there before no we can only have oh, okay yeah you know i only traveled to australia and the uk i mean outside outside yeah. of asia right you can yeah. only have visa free travel to like 48 or 52 countries and these countries don't really matter i mean these are countries that i wouldn't really want to visit right uh like for a holiday i mean you know i think i think they're just not destinations yeah like some some countries in the west indies are, are places that i really want to visit okay you know so yeah so that's that and uh, yeah so yeah, oh, wow. you're lucky though because the, the British uh, passport is one of the most powerful in the world.
1: Yeah, I think I've got a feeling actually so I'm in Denmark at the moment I think the Danish one might be even more powerful than the the you, British one.
0: You mean the, um, the you mean the European Union one?
1: Yeah, but Den, I guess Denmark specifically right the Danish military has the army that I think is represented in the most global conflicts, there's always a Danish contingent in any force anywhere, really. Like the, the war in Iraq war in Afghanistan, for example, those conflicts, there's always Danish people and always be serving a peacekeeping role. Um, it's just, a very, you know, for a country that isn't a big international player, they seem to be really widely represented.
0: But, but how is that and why is that?
1: I don't know. Um, I think they just always want to be part of. I don't know. Do that. Do that bit. I guess it's their way of representing on an international stage. I don't know why, but I know that they do it. Uh, they still have um, a kind of draft system here. It's not enforced in a super strict way, but they draw lots when kids finish high school, and mm-hmm. if. If you draw a certain number, then you're expected to go and serve in the military. I think you can choose to do a kind of civil service role instead okay. if you didn't want to. But uh, so my girlfriend's from Denmark, and a lot of her friends, one or two of them particularly, were out serving in Afghanistan for a year and um, you know like proper proper combat zones. Oh, well. It's not something you think of really um, in a in a European country. Uh, I think France is trying to reinstigate national service, but. That's quite different. That's for young people. You know, that's for like young teenagers to do six weeks of working by the road and learning a bit of civil responsibility is not going and fighting a war. So interesting. What's the Indian military situation?
0: The fact that we have uh, more than 700 million men just that it's not really
1: a No, fair enough. Yeah.
0: You know, we'll yeah, never run out. Yeah.
1: Denmark's got a population, of, I think, just over five million people.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know, so half of that would be, um, and, and again, it's you know, it's a, it's a rather, um, it's a society that still places emphasis on the, um, on gender differences. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it has a p- pretty huge um, army, by the way. I think more than okay. a million people. I think it's as big or wow. bigger than the than even the Chinese army which is you know ridiculous anyway. Wow, yeah. But yeah, that's enough politics for a bit though. <laughs> yeah,
1: well that's not that's not politics is it? That's just uh it's just stats. <laughs> just badly researched statistics. I was going to ask you how big is Uber? that oh. like, all of your contemporaries use it? Is it a really yeah, big yeah. cultural thing or is it only in certain cities?
0: At least in the uh, in, in the big cities, it's uh, Uber is, um, Uber is a, is a is a company that is doing well in India. There were a few local and you know national competitors, but mm. uh, the fact that Uber has quite a bit of money to th- to to spend ensures yeah. that they're able to offer the best rates and, and you know a really nice service. But you do have some really dodgy. But I don't um, mean private. this in
1: like a sort of. I don't mean this in a kind of ignorant. The belittling way like is it a car share service or does it do like the rickshaws and the the different sort of stuff that that people use as taxis and things
0: no, no 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 that's a really good question and I tell you why right because when I was in New Delhi last year uh I learned of a an Uber like service that mm. also had um motorcycles and auto rickshaws Okay. As part of their fleet. So that's a cool. really good question, Georgia. You know.
1: Nice. Because it's interesting, right? It's in China. I think China's the one country that Uber's really failed in. Like, they, they gave it a go. But China's already got that, did what's it called? like Diddy Ping or something like that. It's, it's a huge, huge company. But, and Uber but, just couldn't get any market share.
0: But that's but that's the uh, the, the case and situation for every big Silicon Valley company, right? Facebook doesn't operate in China. Twitter doesn't. I guess,
1: but that I mean Uber were given a chance to operate and they just couldn't compete, whereas Facebook maybe doesn't have the opportunity to operate because of the the firewall, for example.
0: And neither does Google though, which is very strange, right? Because you would think that, you know, it's just um a search engine, really. Google.
1: Yeah, I think it looks like Google have been talking about doing some stuff in China which no might they they they, they the left promises about I guess open internet that they've made previously.
0: No, they left China in 2014, George. 2014, yeah. They were, they were yeah, they were operating in China for a few years and they had to leave from you know for the you know because their motto of do no evil uh was being compromised.
1: Yes, but very in the last couple of days, they're talking about re, oh, they? re, re-entering the market yeah, and providing a search engine. I think under a different brand name or different strand of the business, but it would compromise that motto. So, but then there's a billion and a half people to serve. So, <laughs> you know, where do your loyalties lie? They'll, they'll have to make a decision soon.
0: Talking of uh, big multinational companies that are operating in India. And you know IKEA is uh, was yeah. the, has been in the news recently because they just opened their first uh, IKEA store in the Indian city of Hyderabad.
1: Is that going to be something that I mean, you know what IKEA is, right? You've been in the UK. Mm-hmm. People who haven't left India going to be aware of IKEA. What's the how's it going to do?
0: I think the fact that they'll be they'll be able to offer like really good. Um, quality furniture right
1: well let's what is ikea about
0: you you, you tell the crowd what ikea is
1: <laughs> IKEA so is- ikea is a huge swedish company um that makes furniture but it makes kind of flat pack uh furniture so you go into this the store which is a huge huge warehouse they're all the same massive warehouses they're painted blue Mm -hmm. It says Ikea in bright yellow letters and you go in and it could take you, I'm not joking, two hours to walk through the store and they mock up um, designs of different rooms. So they'll have an example of their bathrooms, an example of their living rooms and bedrooms. You walk through and you find the pieces you like which are made up and you say, I really like that chair and they'll have it flat packed in a box. So when you buy it, you then take it home and assemble it yourself. often uh, quite difficult to assemble I think one of their I think it's a set of drawers is called The Divorce Maker <laughs> like it's got that nickname because often a, like a husband and wife will try and make it have I do know what fight. that is <laughs> um, yeah but uh, it's a it's a really big company and they kind of I guess it's more for sort of student or first home kind of space so I wonder if you guys have that sort of I don't know the appeal for that kind of
0: thing. I I I I'll tell you why it might not really work in India. Okay, go on. And I'll t- a reason why it might not work, and a reason why I think it'll even, it'll even do bigger business in India, right? A pro and a con. Okay. Yeah. So again, it's it's hoping to cash in on a on a on a fast-growing middle class, um, yeah. you know, Indian population, right? But the as you explained so eloquently, it's it, I wouldn't go that far. The do-it-yourself job of assembling um, the the parts, right, of the furniture. Okay, yeah. that's something that middle-class Indians don't really do. They do things for themselves, right? Because there's there's, yeah. there's always someone to you know do a job, right? Then, to do a DIY job, right? So, yeah. because of the the availability of cheap labor in the country, means that you know most of us, including myself, would rely on workmen and. Uh, and other people do that for them,
1: but that's in a way that's not going to be a problem for IKEA, right? That might just create jobs.
0: Yes, yes, no. no. It, it, this, yeah. is, I, I think, the, I think what they would uh, they're gonna offer is we'll get another person to assemble that for you in your house, right? Right. As okay. as, as, as you know, uh, a two plus one deal.
1: Well, so the other, but stemming from that, those kind of startup companies. There's a there's a big one in the US, and it's fairly big in the UK. And there's a few different ones called Task Rabbit.
0: Where people never heard of
1: that, yeah. Task rabbit, so it would be something like I need someone to, yeah, assemble a set of shelves that I've just bought and they'll mm-hmm. um, pay you know, it's like ordering an Uber driver you order someone and they'll come to you and they'll do the task you <laughs> need. But it could be pick up my shopping or go to the dry cleaner, essentially ha- help me do the middle class tasks that I have. So, I wonder if in India the arrival of people like Ikea, but a huge population and a ready workforce would, I guess, come together and allow some of those other businesses to step up as well. Like kind of organizing the, like you say, everyone's got a guy who will come and help them. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they're all brought together, there's going to be a business opportunity for someone to kind of get all those ready workers together and put them to use fixing everyone's Ikea shelves.
0: You no, know, if, if, if a company is, is smart enough to understand how, you know, different cities or the uh, different cultures in India work. They'll they'll obviously be able to make it work. I mean, um, McDonald's. You know, for uh, um, to the surprise of 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 many people who said that McDonald's would never work in India because the majority. Because he was only beef. Exactly right, and you know. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but they do. They have you know all veggies, McDonald's mm-hmm. restaurants. You know. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's just about finding. uh your business to fit with the culture of a certain place. I think that's really important. I
1: saw a really interesting thing about how, um, how Starbucks really failed in Australia. I think they're starting to relaunch it now, but they, they pitched themselves or they bought a load of locations up, I don't know, 10 years ago, but Australia love their coffee and And are very particular about their coffee. Mm -hmm. They have a huge Italian immigrant community, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that's where the espresso culture came in. But it looks like if you might have more insights, but it looks like now they're pitching and buying in tourist locations and places where tourists and travellers who know about Starbucks will be. Whereas a few years ago, they bought out loads of sites in like the suburbs, and people there just didn't just didn't want to go and spend a lot of money on coffee that they could probably get better in more personal spots. I don't know if that's what you experienced that is- there.
0: That is very true. The fact that Australia has some really good coffee, it doesn't have the nice British uh, cafe culture that I love. Which I absolutely, am, I'm, I'm in love and with What I
1: find funny is you describe Britain as having a cafe culture because everyone else in Europe would say that Britain does
0: not have a cafe culture. It's the. Um, maybe, I know what you mean. Yeah. It, maybe but it's, it's just as,
1: not the same as France right. or Italy, right?
0: I've never been to either country, so I wouldn't know.
1: Okay, well, they they are very, like, cafe-oriented, like sitting uh-huh. in a cafe having an espresso and then going about the day, whereas in the UK it's more you go to a big chain like Costa Coffee or Starbucks and sit and do some work on a laptop.
0: But, yeah, that, that's, that's the culture that I'm talking about. The nice, you know. <laughs>
1: so for us, people, I think... I don't know if people would be maybe a bit cynical of that. Like, it's good and it fills a purpose, but it's a bit, I don't know, like soulless or like homogenous.
0: But hold on, George, right? we, You and I spent, you know, two years, you know, give and take in, in Oxford, right? And yeah. Oxford had, Oxford has cafes in every neighbourhood. Like, it's it, it, it yeah, really Edward. does have a, a really nice cafe culture, does it not?
1: Oxford yeah, Oxford does in a way that's probably not representative of other parts of the country because I guess mm. it's a city of just students, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's lots of people who have a laptop to go and sit on. The average British, I guess, high street would have one Costa Coffee, mm-hmm. one Starbucks maybe. It just it it doesn't feel natural. It feels very purpose built. It serves that purpose i guess in australia or somewhere it's more of a community driven thing and that's what's also true in italy or france it would be so and so family have run the espresso shop for 20 Uh years, and people Uh come in every morning and have their coffee as part of as part of like a cultural like tradition whereas Mm -hmm. turning up and going to starbucks is just you're hungry and you want a muffin
0: Um,
1: something i was also going to ask actually is stupid thing to say but you guys have like a high street in the way that you do in the UK you go to a town the biggest, and no, there's big, just big, a, big, a strip big, of shops
0: it, in a way we do but it's because uh, cities are extremely unplanned here right so things yeah. just spring up so um, our version of a, of a high street would be the um, the most populated bit of the city of the town where right You know, with the uh, with with establishments and shops are all there. Yeah, and and they do, but you know, in a very unplanned way. Right. Okay. Does Does Germany have a nice uh uh, cafe culture, George? Have you been there?
1: Parts of it do. Austria's got a really established cafe culture. Germany has more from the Germany I've experienced more like a like a beer culture, like a beer hall culture. Mm -hmm. I went to Dusseldorf. Yeah, Düsseldorf last year, and they had a very particular to Düsseldorf, these breweries and and beer halls that served, it was a kind of brown beer, and they served it in really small glasses, like 20 centiliter glasses. Um, 20 centiliter glasses? Yeah, so like just under a third of a pint. Mm -hmm. and they bring you one you start drinking it and then they mark how many you've had on your beer mat so you Mm -hmm. might drink four of them right which is just over a pint but they keep bringing them any small measurements Mm -hmm. um, to keep it fresh when they're pouring it it was just very particular to that city um, and quite cool and that was clearly a part of their culture everyone drank that beer no one ordered anything different i thought that was quite nice quite a regional characteristic
0: i want to do that when i when, when i travel to 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 germany George. It's a
1: it's a great country, it's it's huge as well. So there's well relatively huge for Europe, so there's lots to see.
0: But you know, no matter how many good things that Germany does on a yearly basis. I know
1: where you're going with this.
0: <laughs> um that they'll always be known for that one horrible thing, right? And I hate and I hit and I hate doing this, but this is a funny story, okay? Go for so, it. So there is a a member of Parliament, right? from the South Indian state of uh, Andhra Pradesh, who turned up for today, the 9th of August, uh, turned up to parliament, dressed as...
1: This happened today, did
0: it? Yes, dressed as oh. the former German chancellor, Mr. A. Hitler. Oh. I mean... Oh no. I mean, it's just horrible, is, is it not? Why?
1: Why is he a fascist, or was he doing it because he didn't know what was going on? Was it fancy I, dress? I don't was it a terrible coincidence? Was he no. not actually dressed as Hitler? He just had a bad moustache and <laughs> knee-high <laughs> boots, and he just no, no, didn't no. realise that that wasn't okay. It
0: was the it was the whole attire—the brown, you know, the the brown suit uh, with the uh, with the, with the swastika Nazi.
1: Oh no, um, he had badge. he had this because I mean. The swastika used to be a Hindu symbol, right? And it used to go in the other direction and it's yes. a sort of symbol of reincarnation. He had the he had the bad one, I take it. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. That's now showing me a picture of this guy. What is he playing at?
0: <laughs> Just look at that.
1: Oh, dear me. What so has there been have there been repercussions? Will he lose his job? Or what uh,
0: there won't be because the um uh, how fascists and murderers of you know the twentieth the 20th century are looked at in in the eastern part of the world is very different than in the west okay, okay. um i remember there was this um episode of the um what's it called last week tonight the uh, john oliver show yeah where how uh, mr hitler again is a popular okay a popular figure in Thailand, where they have, okay. yeah, yeah we, we have textbooks praising his work. And I mean, it's, just, it's just insane, George, if you think about but it. But this
1: guy, this specific guy, will he yeah. be doing it because his politics are similar?
0: Or is no, he doing it
1: because he no, just thinks he's a good person to dress like?
0: No, he is an actor turned politician. So he used to be an actor, okay? Okay. So he did for a living. A member of parliament, it's mean, it's the highest... Uh, legislative um, a body in the house so it's yeah. where you know, the Prime Minister of the country will also sit right it's, he's a member so he turned up
1: there dressed like that
0: yeah but in his I mean can I say a defence he's also turned up dressed as a Hindu god okay uh, Krishna Ram and a <laughs> I'm going to show it to you uh, he's dressed up as a Hindu god can you see that George
1: Yeah, oh no, what is he doing? But my question is, why is he doing it? Is he doing it because he's a controversial guy, he wants to just get press, or what's his like political motive?
0: I don't think he belongs to any um, fascist organization, I'm hoping not. Okay. Okay, but, but yeah, but then there's a you know a very disturbing.
1: Well, it's a strange Venn diagram, but when you've got, if you're part of a fascist party but also dress as a Hindu god, I don't I don't know that there's any overlap. It seems very bizarre to me. I
0: just I want to know his motives. <laughs> I mean, see, see, the the swastika, right, is is a symbol of peace in in Hindu culture, but if it's like yeah. that, the way I showed it to you, right yeah as it's like day, tilted
1: it's, on an axis right yes he, as clear as day the other
0: way um as clear as day uh showing the rest of the world that it's a symbol of hate right that's yeah. it's, it's wrong even if he's ignorant it's wrong right
1: but but what's he ignorant of what Why is he doing why did he wake up this morning and decide to dress up as hitler
0: i don't know i i honestly don't know like i has yes, he not yeah. been asked? Um, so he's, he's, he's yeah. Apparently, it's it's a thing he does. He just comes to uh, <laughs> he comes to Parliament right to uh, in different costumes when he's when he's <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, when when he's protesting.
1: Okay, so he's protesting something that's happened. Yep. in like, government. And he thought the best way to deal with it would be to
0: dress up, dress as.
1: up as the man who instigated the Holocaust. Yeah, good. Yes,
0: the most horrible man. I was. mean,
1: it definitely grabs attention, but whether it's the right attention is a different question.
0: Ah, uh, like um, like one of my best friends, right? Carly and I, when we were traveling in uh, in India in 2015, was shocked. He's American. He was shocked at um, the fact that the. uh, the book Mein Kampf was sold yeah. in shops and bookstores, and even on the roadside. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's available in the UK. I'm trying to work it out actually, because yeah.
1: it's it's certainly illegal in uh, in America. Uh, it is
0: right? No, no, America has. The, I'm not sure. I mean, they, have, they have the First Amendment, sure. So am you know, it shouldn't be illegal, but in Germany it is. That I know.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think Austria too, right? But. Um, uh, yeah you can buy I mean you can buy in the UK no problem yeah like very easy to get um I don't think that in of itself is a problem but uh it's not brazen it would just be something you sort out if you were studying the second world war for example it wouldn't be oh yeah top like bestsellers of the week it wouldn't be up there with <laughs> yeah with the new JK Rowling detective
0: no, but, novel Lord. but but this is the funny bit. It's been, and I hope I'm wrong when I say this. I really do, but I think it's been on a best seller list for a number of years. Okay, like in, like a yearly seller list. Yeah, because it's sold everywhere,
1: and it's, yeah, it's so it just adds up.
0: Yeah, even the the cover design, right? It has it has colors, right? Of of you know of pink and purple. It's like, oh look at me, you know, this is just my book. <laughs> yeah good brilliant yeah so to so, to so oh. th- th- so this week right i've been in situations where I've thought about uh stories for the podcast right and the fact mm-hmm. that if the rules were reversed, how George would react and it just made me laugh though. the the swerving in tra- in calcutta traffic okay and being you know being up, almost hit by by buses and and and, and I and feel by- like
1: this has been Quite a fruitful episode, but I feel like we've been able to really start to get our teeth into these cultural cultural differences. This, and I think this, this is hopefully not, where we where yeah. we keep
0: going. This was the uh this is the episode that I think we've been trying to work towards, right?
1: <laughs> we have made it. This is it. I, I mean yeah. we'll let the audience be the judge, but I feel like we've finally arrived.
0: Like the the last bit with the you know, with the politician, the actor turned politician who um decided to dress that up was as just, Hitler.
1: That was the icing on the cake for me.
0: Yeah, uh, just to reassure people, both George and I—and I'm speaking to the both of us when I say this—think <laughs> Hitler is a horrible human. Was a horrible human being, and the worst. I don't
1: think you even need to qualify that. But I think by qualifying it, you make us seem like we have something to hide. And I think it was a mistake. You <laughs> shouldn't sorry. have said anything.
0: You know, I mean, should you know just,
1: that should just be a given. but no, no. now you've brought into question no, the but, fact that you've apologized.
0: <laughs> but, but George, the fact that we, you know this is going out to a you know to a large, pan-Indian audience, I just want to make things very clear. <laughs> right.
1: Particularly clear. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, good. on on that note, George, it was, was just a really wonderful episode. I think this is you know, uh what the other weekly episodes should be like, right?
1: I think so. I think this is what the people yeah. want, and I'm glad we're starting to give it to them.
0: Yeah, but but I'll you know but I'll but even if the nearly peeing on, you know, the resting place of a Hindu saints if that doesn't happen, I'll be very happy. Like I don't want to be in that situation again.
1: Don't. No. I mean, a lot of the Uber drivers in the in London, they'll um, they'll provide bottles of water for you. Mm. I mean, that could have been an emergency option, one of those bottles. So. Maybe if the Indian guy starts taking a game up, they might have you facilities for you.
0: You know what, though? I actually thought about that for a bit. But I was like, hold on. Is there a bottle that's even big enough? Ha-ha.
1: Oh, oh in what sense? So arrogant. <laughs> or do you mean your bladder capacity? <laughs> a bit of both. That's terrible. <laughs> I think that's it. You've really brought the tone down with your Hitler and your gesticulations about your genitals. <laughs> yeah. I think that's enough.
0: Anyway, uh, you know, from from George and I, uh, uh, it's been
1: a pleasure. We'll speak to you again. Cheers, Cheers, guys.
0: Bye.